Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up. Especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Melissa Delp. Kevin Delp. And Jonah Duke. In In the the house. And some of us have just gotten back to the house because we were at the wonderful and magical world of Essence Peel Game Fair? Expo? What are we calling it? Game... It's called the Eshen Spiel Fair, right? The game show. It was a great time. Sarah Jonah, myself, and Chantel, and Sarah. I think that's all of us. Almost forgot Sarah again. Sarah did not go twice, but it's fine. I was like, what is happening? I feel like I left her off on a previous episode. That's why. And got called out, so I was trying to make sure she was in there for sure. Since Uh, she didn't go in 2019. Right, right, exactly. No jet lag for me. You guys have jet lag? Uh, I'm feeling a better little, today. Yeah. Yesterday no was a little way. rough. You I guys did don't not go to sleep, sleep a single bit on the plane. You guys don't go to sleep when you're supposed to go to sleep. This is true. When we got home, I was asleep by eight. Eight. No, I definitely was awake till eleven thirty. Yeah, that's which why. is that's six a.m. or something. <laughs> yeah. When we got up at five a.m., you did twenty five hours. It was, a, it was a great. Come day. on. <laughs> six hours ahead at Essen. I think it's five hours ahead at in London. So it was a lot of hours ahead. Yeah. With lots of not sleeping, but it was a great time. <laughs> lots and lots of fun had lots of great connections with people. Uh, we're going to be talking about that on this episode. Of course, we do also have some games on the table. We've been playing. We want to talk about some Kickstarters. We got a sponsor shout out. It's going to be a jam packed episode. So buckle up. What should we talk about first is the question. Are we talking about Essen immediately? Are we talking, are we doing the normal format? Like what, what did you guys do while we were gone? Yeah, did you guys what get did anything we, on the table? So we got to play games. Good. <laughs> well, you guys were working at Essen. All right, excellent. Uh, one of them is a game that's actually currently on Kickstarter expansion called Mosaic from ah. Forbidden Games. This is a big, I saw it. It is huge, big. colossal. We had the colossal edition of the game. It's a civilization building game, and it looks a little overwhelming on the table, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not. Yeah, well, if you remember back to our Gen Con podcast episode, there was probably a story about Kevin lugging this game all the way back to our hotel and it being like, the size of me. Yeah. It was, you were going to fit in the box. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the game is extremely enjoyable. It might be my top 10 games of Whoa. 2022. That's how enjoyable it is because it's not like this slog of a civilization game and takes hours. It takes maybe a couple hours. And we played a five player game the other night and it, and it, the number of players didn't really make the game go too much longer, which was okay. good. Cool. Cool. And the expansion is a like called Wars and Disasters that's currently on Kickstarter. So. Yeah. We will have a playthrough of this game on our channel mm-hmm. so you can see it in action. I've enjoyed it because there's lots of different ways to get points. There's kind of a set collection aspect where you're trying to get icons. There's the area control on the board. You can be aggressive or you can kind of turtle or you can get points by going after mm-hmm. achievements. So it's not, you know, something like risk where you're just trying to annihilate other people. I like the um, card um, synergy, synergization, synergizing, the synergizing of the cards uh, where you're trying to get certain icons to sort of match up and do that. So the set collecting that Melissa was saying was pretty fun. 
So that's Mosaic. Um, one other game before we go back to like the main topic is Revive. Uh, Revive is a game from Aporta, which was a pretty hot game, I think, at Essen. Um, but they gave us a pre or a um, pre-release copy, and we got to play a three-player game with Larry. Jonah's coming over Thursday night. Sure am to play this to win. Must be nice. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm wondering if this will be in my top ten. Okay. Of, of the year. It's high praise. I'm so. excited to play it. Let's say yeah. should it, be good. Unfortunately, it's not coming to the U.S. I don't think until next year. That's okay. But keep going. <laughs> Plenty of time to enjoy it. Yeah, this game um, has a lot, a lot of different Euro mechanics going on. Of course, you have the we have asymmetrical powers. You have different tracks that you're trying to go up. Ooh, um, you have uh, multi-use cards where mm-hmm. you are playing them either in a top slot to take the top part of the action or a bottom slot to take the bottom part of the action. It reminds me a little bit of Lacrimosa in mm-hmm. that aspect. Yeah, a bit of that. Um, and some of those cards are giving you resources or powers and ability to uh, do other things. Yeah, I like the unlocking that's going on in the game. So you're unlocking these different benefits that you're hopefully able to work out to get better turns later in the game. So, yeah, Revive is definitely up there. Um, you guys got to got to play a few games? We did. We actually... So while I was while we were at Essen, I don't think I played... I played one game the whole of being at Essen. But then, of course, we picked up tons and tons of review copies, lots of uh, games that are coming to Kickstarter we were able to get snag prototypes of and have been playing a lot of those since we got home. Um, so we have all of those on the table recently. And then I think we probably should give a shout-out to uh, the newest Tantrum House member as well. Because the reason Katie and Ryan aren't here today is because they oh. just celebrated the birth of their new little baby lady. Uh, how are we saying that? Is it Iona? Yeah. I'm going to say Iona. Iona. Iona Lilibeth Pills was born this past week, so congratulations, yeah, congratulations. to them. Woo-hoo. We, uh, we'll, we'll play some games with them again sometime, but I'm sure they're busy <laughs> not sleeping for the next rest of their life. <laughs> but very, very excited for them. And uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll... Maybe play some games again with us someday, but we'll give them a little little vacay time. Um, and you met our international intern. We did. We got to hang out with Tina. She uh, has. We met her at Tantrum Con like a long time ago. How many 2019. years? Twenty eighteen. What did you say? Twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. And uh, she was there to welcome us with open arms as we arrived in Germany. She lives not super far from. She's like. Uh... A couple hours, I think. I wasn't even thinking it was hours, but uh, an hour or something from the Essence Field Game Fair. And so she hung out with us all week. We went, as we've mentioned in the past, we went with uh, Genius Games, and uh, I kind of helped run their booth. And then Sarah and Chantal and Jonah also uh, demoed games at the booth as well. And we had a great opportunity to meet some folks. So if you are listening to the podcast and you stopped by, thank you so much, because we did have several people swing by and say uh, that we listened to the podcast and we knew you guys were going to be here and we wanted to come see you. So it was really cool to get an opportunity to connect with some people. Yeah, I I had a couple of people that uh, stopped by specifically to get demos from us. So glad I was available to play games with everybody. We also had a number of backers from our Kickstarter I guess last year, not this year's Kickstarter, who were able to pick up their backer rewards while we were there, which we super appreciated because it saved us a fortune in shipping. So thank you guys for swinging by and and grabbing your goods. And uh, man, one of my favorite things about Essen or any really game expo every time is the opportunity to hang out and meet with fans, with people who listen to us. And I felt like I had, I felt like I've met fewer maybe this year 
than in some of the previous years. Sometimes you just kind of get shout outs from like across the hall. But I also felt like almost every single one of the meetings that I had with people this year was like better. Like I had longer conversations with them. They were more meaningful and interesting. One day, this is pretty cool. One day we had uh, a couple come up to us. I guess it was just a guy um, came up to us (laughs) and he said... Well, I thought he was going to bring his wife or girlfriend, whoever she was, back later. But uh, came up to us, stopped us in the hallway, saw me and Sarah together. Hey, can I get a picture with you guys? Yeah, absolutely, sure. And he said, hey, I, just so you guys know, I started a YouTube channel in Korea? Thailand. Thailand. Um, I started a YouTube channel in Thailand reviewing games, and you guys, Tantrum House, was my inspiration for wow. doing it. And we were like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, me and my I don't remember if he said girlfriend or wife, but we play all these games together, and we review them on a channel. And uh, oh, you know what I should do? I think I took a picture of his channel. I need to give him a, a shout out. So you can go check out. If you, It wasn't English. I think he said it wasn't in English, right? Yeah. So he was like, you probably wouldn't do it to get to watch our channel. But he showed it to me and it was, it was super cool. And then the crazy thing is not even an hour later, we ran into another guy who basically said the exact same thing. He was like, well, me and my wife play games. Thailand. We want to also use the word inspiration. Two inspirations Will in a row. Let us know that ding, ding. many a time <laughs> over the last nice. two weeks. I, I, shout out to you guys because I don't think I've ever been called an inspiration before. <laughs> Made my day. It was a great time. Uh, got to meet a lot, a lot of different different friends and fans and people, uh, along with publishers. And we had a lot of really great meetings with uh, board game designers and different companies. And it was it was a great time. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. Feel free, one of you guys, to jump in and share some tales of your adventures. Do we want to do our sponsor and then do the tales later? We'll we'll get up the tales in a little bit. Okay, let's get Will up the got tales. Super excited, <laughs> Kevin did. asked what we were you playing, <laughs> and Will went into his <laughs> Eshin spiel. Okay. Oh yeah, we should talk about games we've been playing, but let's do it after we give a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Meeple's Woodworking. They make premium game accessories, and on their website you can find wooden trays for games, command zone trays. If you're into Magic the Gathering, they do counters for points and hit points. There are tokens for games. So all sorts of geeky, gamery things that you can add to upgrade your gaming experience. And that is Meeple's Woodworking. You can find them at meeple'swoodworking.com. We will be showing off a few of their products at our next Saturday morning board game show, which is the first Saturday of November. So join us then at 11 a.m. Eastern time. But yeah, they have um, lots of different like player boards, like for Castles of Burgundy. They have resource trays for power grids. So a lot of these... Um, sort of like mainstay board games that have been around for a while that people are looking to sort of like upgrade. These are great um, options that you can check out at Meeple's, meeplewoodworking.com. But are we ready for our Kickstarter conniption? Let's do it. Kickstarter conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about five games coming to crowdfunding platforms during the last week of October. Melissa, start us off. Well, I think mine is the first oh, week of first November. First week of November, yeah, too. That's both. Yeah, both, both weeks. And so one of my favorite games, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, is coming back to Kickstarter with an expansion. Ooh. And it is called Renovations. So Castles of Mad King Ludwig Renovations from Bezier Games. They recently had their 
collector's edition that they previously kickstarted and is shipping out to backers. We have a copy. It's awesome. Uh Um, And this new expansion, I've actually gotten a chance to play it. It's going to have some extra cards for your bonuses the deeds and stuff like that it's going to have some deeds mm-hmm. that's from the the collector's oh, and you're edition. Bonus cards too yeah, yeah there's cool. going to be some bonus cards and king's favors they're going to have it available for to match whether you have the original version of castles and oh, wow. king ludwig or have one of the collector's edition types so they're they're going to make it available so that no matter which version you have the pieces will work with your game that's cool but the the really cool thing is the new renovations tiles. And these are tiles that throughout the game, you're going to be putting on top of rooms that you've already built. And they are going to potentially change the type of room that is. Now, each of the renovations is actually two different types. So it might be an outdoor room and an activity room, or it could be a kitchen and a living room. All sorts of different combinations, and you're going to basically be able to rescore the room if it's already been completed with those new types of rooms. So you can get lots of combos going, lots of rescoring, but you don't have whatever was underneath anymore. So you do have to be careful if you're going to, towards certain goals. If I'm trying to get living rooms, but I replace it with an outdoor room in an activity room, that's what's going to count for my final scoring. Um, really interesting. You're going to have fewer cards in your deck, so you're going to have fewer potentially rooms come out. But instead of buying a new room, you can spend 5000 to buy that renovation. Mm-hmm. So I, I've really enjoyed my plays. Kevin, what have you thought? I was going to say, there's, this is like sort of the third main expansion that's come out after castles you had the moats and swans expansion you had the towers expansion which was sort of part of the, their last kickstarter and now there's the renovations wasn't not the moats one is like i actually don't like the moats one I, I find it a little restricting right and then the towers one i really enjoy it's it's makes the gameplay fun this game this expansion i'm trying to decide if i like this one more than the towers expansion or or about the same like basically those two expansions the towers expansion and the renovations expansion are totally worth adding into if you like it if you like castles of Mad king ludwig towers expansion and this new renovations expansion that's coming totally worth it so i've enjoyed my place of the re- renovation yeah i would say as someone who has been playing castles of mad king ludwig since when it with 2015, 2015 or something mm-hmm. when it was or first 2014, yeah. published, I really like the changes that it makes to my strategy mm-hmm. and how I'm trying to build my castle. And am I trying to get lots of new extra rooms, or am I building a smaller castle and just upgrading them basically through the renovations? So, as someone who has played a ton of the game, I really, really enjoy this expansion. Our next podcast, we will hopefully be doing an interview with the designer, Ted Osbach. So, And we're going to have a playthrough video. We'll have a playthrough video of that as well. All right, Kevin. So I have a, a game that I'm talking about called Tesseract. This is from Smirk and Laughter Games. That's a sort of division of Smirk and Dagger, if you're familiar with that company, uh, from Kurt Covert. Uh, this game is a cooperative dice manipulation game where in the center of the board is 64 dice 
in a cube six by their um six sided dice and it's making like 64 dice cube and that is the tesseract and what's happening is this tesseract is sort of doing bad things and you are trying controlling to, people's minds yeah you're trying to basically um get cubes get these dice off of the tesseract and uh sort of contain what's going on and you're trying to collect sets of um different dice or like numbered numbered runs or sets or things like that like um and colors matter and things like that and you are trying to contain these dice put them in the containment area and if you have one of i think it's one of every numbering color there's like five or six colors and there's six numbers uh, then you're going to be able to contain the tesseract and win um, and as you're playing uh, players have different player powers i think sort of like pandemic like oh i can help you get an extra die or i can sort of transfer dice or things like that um, the Tesseract's doing really bad things every turn, and then if the Tesseract gets too low, there's bad things on the on the Tesseract board that are doing bad things. So there's this sort of tension that's going on throughout the game as you're trying to contain the dice and the bad things are happening. So uh, you can check out a playthrough video of that on our channel. I saw the cover art for it, mm-hmm. and it looks cool. How do the, do the dice actually stick to the cube? How do they... Um, no, so it's a Lazy Susan little... Uh, uh, okay. Um, circle that the that the dice are on, and you're just just rotate it slowly. <laughs> They're just stacking on top of each other. Okay. Yes. Cool. Don't don't spin it too fast, or the dice will uh, <laughs> fly off. Yeah. I don't know if it was like magnetic. Or I hadn't no. figured it out, but okay. All right, yeah. that makes sense. Cool. Will, what do you have? Uh, I'm looking at the game Hidden Leaders from BFF Games. Sorry, not the game Hidden Leaders. It's the new expansion to that game. Uh, and the new expansion is called Forgotten Legends. It's for two to six players. The original game is kind of a. Um, Secret identity, uh, tug of war style area influence game where you are trying to play your cards in a way that will push the the main marker that's on the board in a direction that you want so that at the end of the game you can achieve your secret goals and win the game. The new um, expansion for the game is going to come with um, basically opportunity, new characters, new leaders. You're going to get new factions. I think there's 20 new heroes. Uh, they have these like guardians that are going to give you additional uh, powers that you can use throughout the course of the game, along with uh, new artifacts that you can use to upgrade your leaders. So each artifact uh, is going to give you a unique ability that you can use two or three times during the game, and that'll give you kind of more unique player powers, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then there's also a new corruption mechanic, I guess, where there'll be a bag full of corruption tokens and uh, two times during the game, uh, a wave of corruption is going to come out that will secretly allow you to actually change alliances, which sounds very interesting. I don't know if you would... I can't quite imagine what that strategy would look like as you're pushing for one thing or the other, but maybe you would determine halfway through the game, like, I'm not going to be able to achieve this goal, so it would be great for me to be able to switch alliances. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to add a, just a bunch of new stuff to the game. The artwork for it looks really sharp, just like the original stuff, and it's going to add a bunch of new cards and things to the game. So if you're interested, if you play the original Hidden Leaders, which I think we have either a playthrough or we did it on a Saturday morning board game show or something, we've played this game, and... Uh, the new stuff looks like it adds some really neat things. So if you own the original Hidden Leaders, definitely check out Forgotten Legends, the new expansion that's coming to Kickstarter very soon. Sarah, what game are you looking at? The Queen's Dilemma uh, is coming soon, and this is a new implementation of The King's Dilemma from Horrible Guild, and it's from the same designers uh, Hal- Halmar Hoct and Lorenzo Silva. 
And uh, in this game, uh, there will be some similarities to King's Dilemma, where you will be voting on certain aspects of the game. This one is going to have more to do with voting on resources. It's going to have more to do with the map and trying to take control of regions. Um, and then uh, there's lots of different resources to gather and um, being able to use them in different ways. So um, people will be constructing buildings. Um, and then the outcomes of those votes will involve um, and, and affect the resource tracks a lot more this time. Um, so same as King's Dilemma, it's going to have event cards. Um, and those will impact specific areas on the map this time. So if you enjoyed King's Dilemma, or even if you didn't ever get that one to the table, you can check out The Queen's Dilemma. And uh, that is coming soon from Horrible Guild. Kevin. We have one last one to talk about in our Kickstarter conniption segment or crowdfunding conniption segment, mm. whatever. Anyway, this is from Keymaster Games launching on November 1st. And this is called Chicken. Chicken! So this is a game for two to eight players. It's about 10 to 20 minutes to play. This is a dice rolling fest. That's basically, if you want to know what this game's all about, all you're doing in your turn is rolling dice that you have in front of you, and you're trying not to bust. But you can only re-roll your dice once. And once you do that, you're trying to get points. You're trying not to collect foxes. You're trying to get chickens. Um, and then you're passing the dice to the next player. Of course, you're getting. There's ways of getting more dice uh, during the during your turn, and you're passing whether or not you want them. You're passing more dice to the player to your left, which is then easier for that person to bust because there's more foxes on the on the dice. Uh, then that person has a choice: do they want to take a negative point to take less dice, or do they say, "I'm just going to roll them all and uh, try and c- collect more chickens." So basically, if you decide not to roll all the dice that have been given to you, you're chickening out. Chickening out. I haven't seen anything except for the cover art for this game, which Mm -hmm. looked fun and cool. The Carpenter Collective is the uh, the design group, artist group. Usually Keymaster does a really great job with their components and stuff. Are they regular dice? Are they cool dice? Yeah, I would say they're like, so they're um, like Azul uh, feel, like that acrylic sort of feel to them they have oh, like a like a heavy plastic like a heavy plastic and then on the uh they're six-sided dice um the they're 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 sort of rounded beveled on the edges so they feel nice they look nice uh, yeah okay cool and it's just dice that's your just dice don't bust yep don't bust or, they, or there chicken. is a cloth board there's a cloth board a that green or like a no just What's a cloth, cloth board cloth and board. maybe the kickstarter will upgrade the yeah we have a prototype gotcha so the the, the board is mainly counting your points okay. and then the dice that you're not playing with like that are sort of in the supplier in the middle of the the board the chicken coop the coop cool yep. how to check that one out yep we ready i want to hear all the stories are we back kind of tell, tell stories <laughs> we'll let sarah and jonah begin tell us tell us you your mean, stories you mean continue continue, continue. the stories <laughs> SN. So one of my highlights this year um, was actually meeting up with friends and fans that we met the very first year we went to Essen 2019. Oh, three years ago. Wow. So we actually met up with several people. Um, one of them, we, we ended up uh, vacationing 
on holiday in London. Uh, on the, holiday? The week <laughs> after. Yes, we know well. Jonah's role is, Jonah did more British accent Yeah, but it sounds natural. Practice. <laughs> yeah. It sounds natural when I do While that. we were over there than anyone I've ever heard. It sounds natural, man. You'd have to look up SMH today, just letting you know. Yes. Um, SMH? Shaking my head? You didn't know yeah. what SMH was? Now I know. Mm. That's, yeah. not, that's not British. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got to do dinner with a friend in London, um, Gareth. We uh, we got to do lunch at Essen with uh, Jacob Kuhn and um, several others. So it was it was a great time of meeting up with a lot of friends that we met uh, several years ago now, and we've kept up with a lot of them. and And it's great to have those reunions because they only happen once a year when when it's Essen. So. Jonah, what stories do you have from the event? Oh, I've got lots of stories. But my favorite part of the event was the secret bathroom that we discovered. Yes. Um, Wait, another, another bathroom yes. story. Okay. okay. Oh, no, no, bathroom you don't story. Understand. Well, so, it, I don't, 2019, yeah, 2019, before COVID, our booth had to plan 30 to 40 minutes I remember this. for somebody just to take a break I to just, use the restroom. I remember it was a 2021 where the bathroom was in the in the restaurant where you had to take like a secret passage. To oh, we went back there. Same restaurant. We did go back there. When we Will was it. timing so us people. as we went to the bathroom. <laughs> Will took the longest also. I did actually. It was yeah. like eight or nine minutes yeah. or something. It's an eight minute walk to this bathroom. I mean, there was some bathroom action that happened in there as well, but five, four minutes to and four minutes back to get to it the It was bathroom. a lot. When I, when I opened the door to the dark stair- stairwell, <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this, but I kind of do, but I, why is it dark? Right. Yeah. So, but this is a new bathroom. Uh, well, so, so in the hall, I found a bathroom that nobody knew about or was using. Ooh. And it was in the same hall as our Was it booth. a bathroom? It was, huh? yeah, it was a bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But it, it was off. <laughs> See, I don't know what's happening. So there it weren't nice. as many booths this year as 2019, sure. but it was significantly larger event than last year. And they there was six halls or they had six halls, six of, halls available of, of, of like, booths. Yeah. Um, these halls are massive. And unlike massive ba- halls, unlike hall event centers in the U.S. Hall you, three should be three halls. It's so right. big. Yeah, absolutely. But unlike in the U.S., like Gen Con at the exit of every hall is a bathroom. There's men's room and women's room and five water fountains. Okay. In essence, there's a bathroom hidden in the very center, not hidden, <laughs> located in the very center of the entire space. There's a line every day in the men's room and women's room to get to it. No water fountain. It, you have to go upstairs to get to the bathroom. It's just, it's not convenient. However, however, I found there. one at the back of our hall that the looks the like, rainbow. yes, it looks <laughs> like you're leaving the building and there's no halls on the other side. Mm. It's just, you're exiting the entire complex and there was never a single person in that restroom. And it was three times the size of the other one. It was never a line. Never a line. Which is really helpful. Gen Con has like water bottle bottle filler stations. Yes, because America puts a value on being hydrated. (laughs) Europe does not care about that. (laughs) (laughs) The entirety of the country. (laughs) They have water water lines. It's great. It's great. Mm. Everywhere. No, not a thing. Amer- not a thing. Yeah, that's no, an American There are lines thing. for beer, and that's about it. And it was so packed, like in the center section that you have to kind of walk through where all the food trucks are and all the fair food is to get like from hall to hall, that it was so packed a few times that it was 
Like I'm, I want to eat lunch, but I'm not that bad. Yeah, but not that bad. <laughs> like I, I am hungry and I'm looking at my watch and it's, you know, one thirty. And, and, and I'm like, Kevin have scheduled too many meetings. Well, I mean, that wasn't, it was just like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not interested in waiting for an hour. Right. I'll just, I'll go do something else yeah, for an I'll hour. I'll just go do something else for an hour and come back gone. and hope one of these lines is right. lower. Did they have more fair or, tr- or not trucks? Did they have more fair food in the halls this this time? Uh, I think they no. did over the last year. year. Yeah, over last year. Yeah. Now, now they used to intermingle the food and mm-hmm. the board game booths. They did that in a few halls. I found they them. did a couple, and it was more like regular. drinks and okay. smoothies and coffee and stuff like that. It wasn't all of the food mixed in. Yeah, I found them. I found a whole like little candy store. Yeah, Boston I feel like stuff. that was about the same. But last year, the middle center area had very, it was very sparse. This year, it was back to normal. They had the boba tea and the crepe maker. Except and the, they didn't have chimney bread. That was yeah, the I didn't one find thing. any of that. But 150,000 turnstile is how we'll say it. Basically, you could be counted, you guys were counted four times, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes. Whereas some people were only counted once because they only came one day. Right. So however you want to math that out. 150,000. It was a lot of people. It was, it was a back, lot of people. It felt back to normal. There wasn't quite the entirely filled halls. The reason this bathroom did feel secret is because it was actually like they had shortened the exhibit hall by mm-hmm. 50 feet or whatever and put up temporary walls. And then it didn't feel like you were supposed to go on the backside. Nice. But if you Good did, job, there was the bathroom. Down some I, stairs around the I corner. I paid attention to <laughs> the Past signage. the smoking section. Oh, yes. right. I mean, it wasn't like it was close. Yeah. It, I paid attention to the signage. Uh, but it was worth it. Yeah. But it, Oh, yeah, for sure. A secret. For sure. Um, one of the other things that was fun was just uh, getting introduced to all the new games, right? Yeah. So we went to a lot of um, uh, just meetings with certain publishers where they would kind of introduce us to some of the new games so we could have a little bit of a preview for you guys at home and put it on our channel. And that was really fun. So you got to play... A lot of stuff that will be coming out soon. Um, actually, in, in my opinion, I played or saw too many things to remember the names of these. Mm-hmm. But I'll know when I see it again. <laughs> like, oh, that one was good. That was great. I remember yeah, this one. I remember that one. Like, what was the name of that two-player plane game that we played, Sarah, that we lost oh, immediately? No. But it was good, right? Or I had like, it I'd play it for two players. I'd, I'd play it. It's like this... Dice manip- dice rolling, dice manipulation game where one person's the pilot and the other person's the co-pilot and you have to keep the plane um, steady and then land it at oh. certain airports. Cool. And it's all about, you're not allowed to talk during the game, so it's all about like balancing or counterbalancing the dice that they play. And when you roll your five dice, you also have to hide them from the other player. Oh. So Sky team. Yeah. So it was, Did it's like, it? It, so That's we lost, not, no, of course. It's, it's a proto- it was just a prototype. It was hard, but it's like, <laughs> You know, you no if you have to put four, five, or sixes in these hatchet games in these uh, categories, and then if they put a four, five, or six, like I have to put a one, two, or three, or whatever, and then it was like, why well, didn't roll any threes? So like, I needed you We're to actually crash. put a four, so <laughs> I could have put a, you know, and it's like it. So it was fun, cool. and there was lots of others. It was, it was that we a saw. very interesting two-player game. Yeah. I've I've never. My first initial feedback was, I don't think I've ever played a two-player game like this. Yeah, it was it excellent. Was, it, like uh, yeah for two players i was like oh this should do well for two players i'd cool. play this it's it's going to be fast it's going to be fun it's going to be quick you can play a hundred different times mm-hmm. um but we played a lot of games like that um to give you a sneak peek behind the curtain what those meetings end up usually looking like is we uh set up in advance with a publisher we go you know meet with them at their booth some of them have like a secret compartment in the back of their booth where sometimes you, they you have, have to meetings. meet with them in a stairwell 
<laughs> we did that once or twice. And uh, basically, they just give you a run through of like, hey, here's the five things you need to know about for this year. And if there's one that's really cool or exciting or they have an extra copy of it, sometimes that's what we're able to snag and bring back to do demo copies with. But as Jonah said, it's like it's a 30 minute meeting. They try to run you through five games in that amount of time Mm -hmm. and then you're off and on to the next one. And so stuff does stick out. Stuff is super fun. A lot of the games you're going, oh, I don't remember what it was called, but it looked really great. So speaking of our stairwell meeting, um, his game was good. It's called Thiefdom. It's from Karma Games, who put out Clans of... Caledonia? Caledonia. Cool. And it looks good. Right. Um, but it was funny, because Mo- we were... double set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just <laughs> funny, because uh, he didn't have a booth, because it was like, oh, I've just put out the one game. Oh, it's oh. really expensive. Gotcha. I've got my new one coming to Kickstarter. No big deal. And, of course, we were volunteering for Genius Games, so we didn't have a booth. So I was like, where should we meet? Oh, there's a business lounge somewhere. We don't know. And it's probably <laughs> a year's walk. And, and a month's worth of wages to get there. So it's like, where should we go? And then we ended up doing a meeting in stairwell, which well, was we like, found, oh. We found the business lounge, and we, we walked we found nine, business lounge. nine flights of stairs up to it. It was so many stairs, it was. Yeah. <laughs> we get there, the door is locked. Oh, this is not apparently the right business lounge. This stairwell, however, is great. There's a giant window seal, good lighting. Let's just take a look at it right here. Yeah, and it looked great. It was one of the games that I thought was going to be most interesting coming out uh, over the next uh, few months. So most interesting. This is the, the okay, so this is a great question. What falls on the mis- most interesting table for me? One of the games that looks most exciting is called Unco- the Unconscious Mind, or just Unconscious, Unconscious Mind. Mind. Uh, it's so coming this from, is the one game I played at the event. It's a prototype. So one, it's coming one to of, Kickstarter. One of I think three or four total. Well, Hopefully, be talking about our next podcast, but for sure. Uh, but, so I won't give you all the details. But it looks but cool. It looks amazing. Okay. Components are super great. It's Two a, artists. Yeah, some of them probably are Kevin's favorite of all time. Vincent Dutre. Correct. And <laughs> uh, Andrew Bosley. That's right. Yes. And the game looks great on the table, and the combination of that art is makes like perfect sense because in the game there's like the game itself, which is you are. Uh, psychologist freudian whatever trying to help people with their dreams all the dream cards are illustrated by dutre i believe mm-hmm. no, no 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 the I think I'm right there are that. two different kinds of dream cards sure there's, there's a hmm. deeper card deeper dreams that are uh, like subconscious dreams and they are by vincent dutre and then there are actual dreams that are more whimsical and light, and those are by Andrew Bosley. The actual dreams. So in the game, it's cool that they have this distinction between the two different types of art because it comes through in the type of card that you're trying to achieve. It's a pretty heavy euro. Like there's yeah. a million things that you can do on your turn. There's cool. giant boards with things to cover. And yeah, I'll be looking forward to putting together a preview video of that soon. And yeah, talking about it on future episodes because it will be coming to Kickstarter definitely worth checking out so johnny pack was one of the designers and we got to talk with him a little bit will tell your story oh it's the story time tell my story it's not my story it's johnny's story it was a great story though he as we were just chatting he was saying that he got stuck in the airport maybe dusseldorf or something i'm not 100 sure where he was at amsterdam i don't know but his plane landed his luggage hadn't arrived yet and so he was stuck in the waiting room waiting for his luggage to show up uh-huh. and he happens to be sitting oh i should have written this down happens to be sitting next to this group of guys and he comes to discover that they're like a famous rock band. I don't remember what their name was. Slayer Sting. or Hype or I don't yeah. know. It was like a single word band that I had maybe heard of. But anyway, actual... Rolling Stones. <laughs> two words. Actual <laughs> famous rock band. Yes. 
and they're sitting there waiting for their luggage to show up as well. And so he said, we're sitting here. We got an hour, you know, just not doing anything. We've kind of small talked a little bit back and forth. I find out who they are. They ask me what I do. Yeah, I I design board games. And they're like, oh, okay, that's weird. He said, however, over the course of the next hour, every 10 minutes, somebody walks up and goes, oh, my gosh, I love you. Can I get your autograph? Not to the band, to Johnny. <laughs> because he's like, where else in the world? And only in Essen right, right, the week right. before would everybody so be the stopping rock band's looking at Johnny. Right. <laughs> it was like so great. He was very humble about this story. I'm hyping it up because it was a great story. But like great. he was the rock star in this situation. Everybody's landed. Everybody's walking by. They recognize him over the band. They're coming to ask so him cool. for autographs and stuff. I was like, how cool of a story is that? And yeah, how often do you get to beat out famous rock stars? as a board game designer only in this situation but cool it was a great story it was a great time so jonah took a picture i did of all the most of, most of the uh, games majority we of the still games. have some in transit right we couldn't couldn't hold them all <laughs> he didn't right. fit in our suicide luggage <laughs> it was <laughs> so hold on i have a story <laughs> so after essen uh because we were already in europe we decided to take a little bit of a holiday to london like sarah said earlier mm-hmm so we took some trains to get there. Obviously, that's what you do in Europe. But after Essen, we have three full-size suitcases filled with these games that we are bringing Plus our home. Plus carry-ons. Right. So we, I think we counted. There was upwards of 40, 50, maybe pushing 60 games. I don't know. There was a lot mm-hmm. that we were coming home with. And these suitcases are as heavy that's as they get. That's because they're filled with cardboard. That is correct. Yeah. Solid. This is after stacked. we punched all the games out and probably threw away easy 20 to yes, 25 20, pounds of cardboard. At least 20 pounds <laughs> easy. of cardboard. Okay. So we're, so obviously, uh, Will and I basically have the heavy stuff, right? And the ladies have a little bit lighter stuff. I mean, it's heavy, but, right. but they've the got big the, ones. They've got the carry on bags. Yeah. Got the big, our and the, right, right. the carry on bags so had games in them too now. Right, you know, right. we put a game or two in, in all the bags. Okay, great. So we take the trains into London. That's where we're uh, enjoying ourselves, and we're on in the underground. And the underground in London is <laughs> a little more underground. <laughs> it's so deep. Than, it's so it deep. depends on which ones you go to. Then, yes. yes. So we, I don't know what it was. I don't know what station it was, but I've it never the, seen have you ever so seen many that movie, stairs. Uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. <laughs> it was that. It was that. And every time we go up a flight of stairs, there's well, I, more. I would be and like, daylight has to be around the corner. <laughs> I, I, and we're just bicep you know, curling. Some of them have escalators. 50 pounds. On each arm. N- yeah. 50 pounds do not suitcases. Have escalators. As, no, no escalators, no lifts. That's uh, Europe for elevators. You're welcome. And we're just <laughs> nice. walking up these. I was so over it. And you I'm are. Like, and my it's attitude like can... has changed. After like the third flight of stairs, I had, do not have a good attitude. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Awesome. Get me out of here. And it's like it you're, so people are rushing behind you because they got to make their yeah. next train stop. So mm-hmm. you can't go slow. And you're wearing your coat that you have on because yes. it's cold outside. But it's but hot it's inside because we're in the middle of the earth. So yeah. the earth magma is there. <laughs> it's burning hot. I'm bicep curling 50-pound suitcases. I'm both, well, yes. Sprinting upstairs. Both oh, my goodness. I, I did the first one, and I was, like, feeling strong. Made it to the top of the stairs. <laughs> I was, was like, not. I do. Uh, I do better than In Germany, it's one flight. It's yeah. not six flights. Top of that stair flight, they whip around the corner. I'm like, where are they going? Ugh, why is there more stairs? Top of the second flight of stairs, oh, the sweat is kicking in. <laughs> the arms are... I'm, I'm not a strong person, I'll admit it. So when My Melissa arms are I, burning. It was, it was rough. When we went, um, we didn't have board games that we were carrying. It was just one suitcase each and a carry-on. 
but I, Melissa still was like, these are going to be heavy lugging these around. So and, she, and we knew that some of them had quite a few like stairs right. and flights. Catacombs. So <laughs> Melissa did some research ahead of time yeah, and figured we, out which tubes to go to and which ones to transfer from. Like this no steps, they're all on no the same steps. level. <laughs> so oh, all you have to do. a little too much preparation for me, but I respect it. Yeah, yeah. I, respect yeah. I can yeah. appreciate Melissa, it like, now. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Melissa. Yeah. I did the... not want to carry my suitcase <laughs> upstairs. I didn't want to watch Kevin like right, break my fall back. down the stairs yeah, yeah. with the suitcase. We made it so. all the way to the airport, and all I had to do is transfer like over like one um, from one station to another station. It was like basically like hop. Like over like a little like one foot thing. Nice. I was like, I can well, We wised up on the nice. way back to the airport and I <laughs> priced out. It was cheaper to take an, an Uber, Uber than yeah. it was. Yeah. And it shows up at my door yeah. than to take the Heathrow Express I, and everything You else. couldn't have got me to get back on stairs. No. At that point. I was like, These, they're too heavy. I'm, it's, Speaking of Ubers, lot. did you guys do the Uber Thames? We did no, not. We, we took a river cruise we instead. Took a river cruise. Mm. But we could have got on it. We saw we, it go past us. Yes, yeah. it did drive past because we They're were kind of fun. Yeah, <clears throat> we enjoyed the dinner the, cruise. The dinner cruise was like, like actually, like moving or just it was no, stationed. No, it moving. it went up the Thames okay. uh, quite cool. a ways and then came back and went down past the Tower Bridge. Cool. Well. So anyway, I have a story um, from Essen. So I mentioned we did lunch with um, Jacob Kuhn and several other guys uh, from that we worked with the first year we went to Essen in 2019. And somehow in conversation, um, a lot of them that we met with are um, U.S. guys who have their work has transferred them over to Europe. Well, Somehow it came up in conversation what states we were from. And I had, oh, I'm from Nebraska. Nobody's from Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So, like, no big deal. Well, they're like, oh, you know what? One of the guys says he was going to meet us for lunch. He's still on his way. He's from Nebraska. I was like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, oh, well, what city are you from? <laughs> and I was like. One of three cities in the whole state. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the state is from either Omaha or Lincoln because those are the only two that have any type of significant population. Right. So I was like, oh, Norfolk. And they're like, oh, that's where he's from. I was like, no, this is a town of 20,000 people. There's no way. Yeah, he graduated the year before me. No way. And my mom knows his parents. That's awesome. And I met him for the first time at Essen. It was absolutely crazy. It was very funny because as he's showing up, she's explaining like, oh, it's spelled Norfolk, F-O-L-K, but they pronounce it fork because reason, reason, reason. And then <laughs> literally as soon as he shows up, somehow the comment came up like, oh yeah, you're from Norfolk, right? And he's like, yeah, it's spelled Norfolk, F-O-L-K. And like gives the exact same <laughs> reason, reason, reason that's there. It's like an indoctrination. If you live there, they explain to you why it's spelled differently. And it was hilarious. That's great. Yeah, so we had a great time catching up about, you know, all the happenings in our town that we grew up in. Back oh, to this, geez. back to this picture, Jonah. I'm ready. Back to this picture. Oh. The, the, the many games the many that games. Jonah and Will lugged around. I knew that there this were like games eight. missing when I took this picture because right. I was like, I don't see games that I should see. And, mm -hmm. so Sarah, and you had a good it. amount. I how, much, how many did we ship? A stack. We shipped probably six or seven, okay. I think. Okay. Six or and seven. those no. games probably had games inside of them as well. So I don't actually know <laughs> right. how many we shipped. Game Inception. 
I'm oh, looking at this. We, I went four deep of games inside of games inside of games inside of games because you have to. So, so as you take some of these games home, make sure you have all the pieces. Yeah, check the component list. Oh, yeah, we'll double you, check that. My question, my question is though, what games aren't in the picture that Jonah has? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Got to look carefully. Um, one other thing, uh, I'm trying to think of what else happened that was. A great time. Well, we should give a shout out to uh, Word Wordcraft. Wordcraft, not yes. not Woodcraft. Artip- Artipia. Artipia Games. We showed up for our meeting with them. We should. And uh, first off, shout out to everybody who listens to our podcast and said hi at yeah. Essen. Maybe there were so many earlier. of you. Thank you so much. We we do enjoy meeting you guys and saying hi back. We were especially impressed by the rep at Artipia, and I'm sorry that I don't remember your name. However, when we showed up, we, he was ready. He was ready. <laughs> he was very, very ready. He uh, gave us two copies of this game that was really anticipated on our list. We really wanted to make sure we got a copy, even willing to, to purchase the copy. And the reason he gave us two copies, and I quote, unprompted by him, <laughs> unprompted by, by us, was, I'll give you two copies. One for Kevin and Melissa, and one for the rest of you guys. And I thought to myself... At least it's not just me. I always thought it was just me. And I was like, maybe I should calm it down. It's just me. Nobody else thinks this. No. You guys think it too. Kevin, bring the game. Learn them and bring them back. We want to play them. This was Constantinus. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Really good guy. Gave us a great tour, run down of all the stuff that they had. And we got to play the game. We have played it. We played it in the Airbnb in London one of the nights. Looking forward to playing it. Yeah, you guys can look forward to it. Maybe one day you can have your copy of it. <laughs> I already saw it in the bag. <laughs> it's already in the bag. They were ready. You know. I think Kevin's real question was how many pick, how many of the games in the picture didn't make it over here tonight for us There's to There's at least up. three. There's at least three that <laughs> I he saw. recognized on the list. There's, There's, a few. There's a couple. <laughs> Some of them just couldn't make the picture. I already put them I on the show. I thought so too. My, yeah. how the turntables have yep. turned yep. table. Look, look, look. Melissa and I do have a, a little bit more time um, because we don't have any kids. So it, it, we are able to push out some extra videos that the other teammates are have other responsibilities. Yep. So. Learning games while kids are running through your tantrum house all day long is, is not easy. So yeah, we, we just tonight brought all the games together that we brought, that we brought back from Essen and we were kind of trying to divvy them up to decide which studios we're going to work on, which videos. Will only has one black eye. One black eye from the fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did a pretty good job. I think we made a pretty fair split. Uh, Ooh, almost like the great, great split. split. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the great split, I really want to play Evergreen. So oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, tr- I'll trade okay. you. <laughs> well, you That's to, fine. We can teach you. I mean, it's a simple game. I know. Okay. I, I know that's simple. I really want to play it. Know it's one of those games that I haven't seen because it's at Alessandro someone's house. But I want to. Taught it to us. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. There's a lot. That that was a good. Sorry, I took your joke. It was a good joke. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so we we've definitely got plenty of work ahead of us. We want to try to get a lot of videos put together so that you guys can see some of the things that we had the opportunity to see at uh, Essen. I keep wanting to say TantrumCon. Just it's like ingrained in me. Maybe you'll see some of these games at TantrumCon oh, as yeah, well. Definitely. We got to meet a lot of people who had either been to TantrumCon, who want to come to TantrumCon, who are going to have booths at TantrumCon. So February 24th, 26th, and 27th. I wasn't even trying to, to run into that, but we did. So look, learn more at TantrumCon.com. Badges are on sale now. Two years in a row. I'm batting 100% for seeing somebody in a TantrumCon or house shirt. Oh, at Essen. Mm-hmm. Sweet. 
that's also a great experience when you show up and they're like, hey, he literally pulled up his top t-shirt to reveal his bottom you're t-shirt. Like, you're, you're about to turn your eyes away. You're like, oh, oh okay, yeah, we love okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. What do we got? When can people see some of these games? We're probably showing some off on our Saturday morning board yeah, game show. I would say definitely tune in there. I doubt we'll be able to get any games to on full reviews, full reviews before. before then. So that'll be the first sort of like. Yeah, so first Saturday of the month, be sure to check that one out. Mm-hmm. We do have some playthroughs coming through, but I think most of the playthroughs on the channel, which are happening on, usually on Thursday nights, are for uh, games that are coming to Kickstarter. And man, we have so much to talk about. I feel like we're running out of time. We're going along on this episode, but we will definitely have all kinds of new content for you guys very soon. Be sure to tune in all the time. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.